Hello and welcome to Chords of China. I am Jade. In this episode, we'll be talking about a distinctive wind instrument called the di zi, which is a kind of flute, and we'll show you its ability to imitate the sounds in nature, such as the twittering of birds. Not only birds, but also horses. The melody we're hearing now was composed in 1969. It's called "Whipping the Horses On to Deliver Public Grain." It describes a joyful scene after the autumn harvest, when farmers transport carts full of grain that will be sold in markets across the country. Wang Jianping is a well-known musician who played for us the classical dizi piece "Partridge Birds Fly." See if you can hear the sound of the partridge flapping its wings. The partridge flies neither high nor far. In this part of the melody, the bird struggles to fly higher and further. With that, the composer intended to reflect the afflictions one encounters in life. This part depicts depression. It is a yearning to break free of bondage. Although there are repeated failures, the desire for a better life carries on. By adjusting their breathing, the player can avoid the vibration of the flute membrane. So that different tempers can be made, by expressing the inner repression and the struggle against fate, all emotions are released.
Most dizi are made of bamboo, which is why they are sometimes called the bamboo flute. The body is a bamboo pipe with an unblocked chamber inside. The first hole from the left side of the flute is a blowhole, and there are six finger holes. Opening or covering these holes produce sounds with high or low tones. The dizi has a very unique membrane hole. It's located between the blow and finger holes. This special membrane is made from a tissue-like shaving of reed, giving the instrument its characteristic buzzing timbre. Without this tiny piece of thin reed, the flute sounds totally different. Ding Xiaokui is a bamboo flute musician from China National Traditional Orchestra. He's going to demonstrate for us what the flute sounds like if you cover the membrane hole with a piece of tape to stop it from vibrating. Now he'll take away the tape so that it can vibrate again. As you can hear, after air is blown into the dizi, it makes this thin reed vibrate, which allows the dizi to produce a crisp and bright sound. This tiny piece of membrane is one of the main things that make the dizi different from other types of flutes. And it's what makes it able to express so many emotions and create a sense of space. The melody we're hearing is "Longing for Home at the Frontier." It depicts an open, vast, and peaceful land, like the scene described in the poem "The Flute Heard at the Frontier," written by the Chinese poet Gao Shi 1,200 years ago, about a soldier's life on the borderlands. From pastures return the gallant horses beneath the snow white sky. Among the watchtowers arises the sound of the flute in moonlight. But where does this tune of the plum blossom drift in its flight? By the nightly wind, it drifts along the passes on high. The flute's melody is a voice from home. It's a yearning for a family far away. It embodies the intense feelings the soldiers cherish deep in their hearts.
About 4,000 years ago, banks of the Yellow River in China were abundant with bamboo. The historian of the early Han dynasty, Sima Qian, records that people started to make flutes out of bamboo. But the history of flutes in this part of the world can be traced back even further, much further, as far back as 8,000 years ago, when flutes made from animal bone were used to mimic the twittering of birds in order to attract the attention of prey. Gradually, they were used in celebrations of harvests and hunts, and later as part of sacrificial rites. Ding Xiaokui has a replica of a bone flute, excavated in 1986 from an early Neolithic tomb in what is now a town called Jiahu in Henan province. The discovery of the bone flutes, called Gu Di, could represent the earliest playable instruments ever found. The unearthed flutes were carved with five to eight holes and are capable of producing sounds on a nearly accurate octave. Eight or nine thousand years ago, the bone flutes were originally made from the bones of cranes or eagles. This bone flute of mine was made from the limb of a giant rooster. Each hole on the flute represents one tone. The seven-hole bone flutes found at Jiahu revealed that ancient Chinese music already had a seven-tone scale back then. The Gu Di could be the original ancestor of wind instruments. Later, people turned to using bamboo to make flutes. Before the Han Dynasty 2,000 years ago, the dizi was played vertically. But then it gradually began to be played horizontally and differentiated itself from its vertical counterpart called the xiao. The xiao and the dizi look very much alike. They are made from bamboo, they belong to one family. Yet the membrane is only a part of the dizi, making its timber more penetrating than the vertically played flute. The Chinese pronunciation for flute is di. It shares the same pronunciation as that of another word that means purification. Back in ancient times, people held up flutes as a symbol of integrity. In the Song Dynasty, the dizi was described as an instrument that can purify evil spirits and develop moral strength. Musician and bone flute collector Ding Xiaokui has played the role of monk Xuanzang in the classical musical play Xuanzang's Pilgrimage. Monk Xuanzang journeyed along the Silk Road to India to collect Buddhist texts. While playing the flute with an older monk, he asked, Master, there's peace and tranquility in your flute. How can I play the flute as leisurely as you do? The older monk replied, Put your flute down while you're still full of anxieties until you can hear the sound of your inner heart.
Decades of diligent practice and countless performances made Ding Xiaokui a veteran of the flute. Here is Return of the Swallow, played by Ding. Until recently, there were two major types of dizi, the bang and the qu. They've been joined by a relative newcomer called the bass flute. The bang flute acquired its name from its role in music from northern China called bangzi opera. Ding pulled out a light-colored, short and slim flute from his bag. It has a bright and passionate tone. The bang flute is the most expressive, like a young and energetic lad or a lead player in the football team. In comparison to the bang flute, the southern chu flute is wide and long. It's mostly used in classical music, such as operas from southern China. It's mellow and lyrical. The Chu flute is like a mature gentleman who has thoughts and reflections on life and is capable of controlling his emotions while at the same time expressing himself fluently. Due to its mildness, the Chu flute works well with the wide array of other instruments. The bass flute is longer and wider than the Chu flute. Its tone is even lower than the chu flute. The emotional expression of the bass flute is deeper, similar to that of a wise old man. Traditional styles or schools of the dizi are divided into northern and southern. Each of them has different playing techniques. The bang flute from the north is used for fast, rhythmic and virtuosic sounds. There are four basic techniques for playing the northern style, including the toned note, sliding note, chopped note or flower tongue. The player has to simultaneously utilize their skills with their tongue, fingers, and breathing when they play. 
Ding Xiaokui explains each technique by demonstrating with his pong flute. For the toned note, you use the tip of the tongue to articulate each successive note. There are three kinds. This is the single tongue. This is the double tongue. This is the triple tongue. It vividly sketches out a soldier riding on a horse. The sliding note technique involves sliding one or two fingers upward or downward, gradually opening or closing holes adjacent to the principal melodic pitch. First, let me play a tune for you without the sliding note. Listen. Tido sounds stiff, but here it is with the sliding note. It gives rise to mood and emotion from the tune. The chopped note is a sudden drop to the melodic note from a higher pitch, which requires perfect coordination of the tongue and fingers. This technique brings out strength or mimics birds twittering. The flower tongue requires the ability to flutter the tongue, such as a ruled R, essentially creating a tremolo. The music of the southern school is usually slower and mellower. There are four basic techniques for playing the southern style, including the trembling note, the layering note, the gift note, and the marking note. Tongue skills aren't required. There is more of an emphasis on the player's breathing. For example, this is the trembling note. The breathing is as long as flowing water. The layering note is a grace note from one tone higher than the principal note. This technique employs only finger movement without tonguing. The gift note refers to the soft, short, percussive sound produced by the air left in the bamboo tube. It is used at the end of a phrase or long tone in the southern style Quenchu opera. The beauty of the melody lies in the gift note. The marking note employs only the finger movement without tonguing. In the past, each style had its distinctive preferences in diesel playing techniques. 
Whereas now, when playing modern music, one needs to master all of the techniques and to be flexible in applying them whenever it is necessary. Robert Solish, better known as Lao Luo, is a composer from Germany who produces new Chinese music. He believes that techniques from both the north and the south are available to flute players. It's not only in flute music you can find this. For example, in Chinese vocal music, these many, many different kind of singing techniques you have in traditional music, in 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 folk songs, in the opera styles. But still today, these styles are not used together for contemporary music. They are oh, most of the time they are just stuck in their traditional cages. And in flute music, of course, it's the same. So you can learn all this kind of techniques and integrate them in, into new music pieces. So that's what I really love. And、mm. I love working with Chinese musicians who have this kind of ability to cross these kind of borderlines. Ding Xiaokui says he loves traditional Chinese classical music. He and his Golden Buddha jazz band are constantly working to innovate and are committed to creating a fusion between traditional Chinese sounds and jazz. To wrap up this edition of Chords of China, let's enjoy one of their pieces, the Western Region Rhapsody. I'm your host Jade. I hope you'll join me again for another episode of Chords of China.
Oh